On June 2, 2019, 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman was murdered in Alaska by someone she considered to be her best friend. As time marched on, a web of greed, catfishing, and stupidity unfolded, resulting in murder charges for Denali Bremer, Caden McIntosh, Darren Schillmiller, and others. Last week, Denali pled guilty to murder in the first degree. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy it's monday long. yeah oh, really and, is. Uh, <laughs> it really is <laughs> our our whole schedule has kind of been on its ear really the last few weeks and it, it's really my fault so i do apologize oh, it's just <laughs> as much mine honestly <laughs> However, I have been so sick for weeks that I, it, I finally feel like I'm turning a corner. I'm so much better. I, I've been better for a minute, but I just haven't had my thought process back. But I think I'm back. So we'll see. Maybe I can Yay. remember a few things. So here we well, are. that's awesome. Good news. She's going to live. Yes. So, <laughs> so we're going to try to get on a better schedule soon. But here we are. So we'll do what we can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But it's Monday, and we have a really good episode for you guys. Uh, yeah, it's going to, I think we're going to knock your socks off. How's that? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, okay. Well, then, let's get going. I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our very first uh, segment, and that is WTF News. It sure is. Friends, you know how every time there's a school shooting, there's a group of gun lovers, or as I like to call them, gun fuckers, who just want all the teachers and the school staff to carry a gun because that's going to solve the whole problem, right? Mm -hmm. Well, wrong. A Texas third grader recently located a gun in a bathroom stall at his school that had been left there by the school superintendent. What? Yeah, this is a Rising Star Elementary School in oh, Texas. Oh, dear God. The town is also Rising Star, Texas. So um, the school superintendent, Robbie Studeville, now known as Stupidville, um, openly carries a firearm at school. So does the principal, because, you know, Texas. America. Yeah. Yeah, so he took the gun off while he was using the restroom and put it, like, on the stall. Like, I think it was, like, a belt that hung over the stall. Mm -hmm. And then he left the stall for about 15 minutes before a student found it. Uh. Wisely, because this third grader is smarter than the superintendent, the kid didn't touch the gun. He just went and notified a teacher, like, uh, there's a gun in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Um, so, Stupidville said there was never a danger other than the obvious. Oh, yeah, that's that's the danger. That, that would be the, the point, dumbass. Yeah. And that he was proud oh. of the student 
for how he handled the situation, you know, better than Stupidville did. Well, yeah, and uh, if it had been a different student or a different situation, I mean, are you kidding me? Right, right. But listen to this, because Stupidville just gets stupider and stupider. He says, this is one of those examples of guns in schools. Regardless of who takes responsibility, they are a considerable danger, and one should school their child to be on the lookout for any unusual placement of a weapon or anything out of place. Regardless of who takes responsibility, responsibility. huh, Stupidville? Stupidville, I'm afraid that your parents didn't school you correctly, because are you even kidding me right now? Right. Right. So Rising Star Police Chief Don Braley has confirmed um, that there is an investigation underway after their office was notified about this because what the hell? Yeah. Um, Stupidville said he's no longer bringing the weapon to school. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why. Dumb Neat. ass. Yeah. Ugh. And there is a school board meeting coming up to discuss the incident. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think so. And also, yeah. maybe I'm grasping, but does it make you wonder how often this has happened? Uh, way more. Maybe well, this it isn't the first time. It happened at my university. One of my one of the professors at my university dropped their gun in the bathroom and shot themselves in the foot. Yep. I was I thinking mean. of that exact incident, actually. But listen to this. According to Texas law, per the Texas State Library, firearms are prohibited from school grounds, regardless if the school is private or public, unless the school has expressly given written authorization for the people person to be allowed to bring a firearm. So was Stupidville even allowed to have that gun on school grounds? Probably not. Is it possible Stupidville is out of a job and facing some charges? Yeah. Well received. That's the problem. And I know we'll get pushback because we always do on the gun topic. And I, I understand it. I kind of, but here's the thing. Until the good guys with a gun get smarter and get more responsible, you are still the problem. Because it's your children that are showing up at school with your guns and shooting up kids. It is or- your stupidity and lack of good management of your guns that cause situations like this. Sure is. Well, and I mean, I, as I'm scrolling through, you know, news stories, choosing what stories to cover, mm-hmm. I scroll past and don't cover because I'm so tired of covering them. Mm-hmm. So many cases of children getting a hold of their parents' guns and shooting their self, themselves, mm-hmm. another child, their parents. Mm-hmm. So this is not, not even necessarily school-related. These are mm-hmm. cases that happen at home because people... Okay are fallible let's just say stupidville is powerful is fallible you know oh here in idaho a few years ago a two-year-old fished a gun out of his mother's purse while sitting in a shopping cart at walmart and shot her yeah i mean these things happen they're happening just rattling around in her purse (laughs) yeah loaded yeah and obviously with no trigger guard or anything because a two-year-old picked it up and fired it yeah if you really want to preserve your second amendment rights do better with your guns you guys are the problem you're doing it to yourself better from other gun owners 
Yeah. Expect better than this because this yeah. is insane. Yeah. Don't defend this guy. Don't jump Please to defend don't. him that this was a simple mistake and there's nothing wrong with this. There's everything wrong with this. This is he the is problem. The superintendent of public schools in his community. He's literally responsible for all the children in your community. Mm-hmm. And this is and what he, he is does. so careless with a firearm that he left it in the bathroom stall of an elementary school. Yeah. And consider un- that. Would you do that? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. And really is um, not sorry. <laughs> not taking responsibility for it at all. The stuff he says is just stunningly ridiculous. Yep. So with that, Katie, I'm gonna (laughs) kick the mic back to you for the main case. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I want to start with telling you a little bit about Cynthia Hoffman. This is Cynthia. <clears throat> Cynthia uh, was 19 at the time of her death in 2019. Cynthia uh, was learning disabled. And at 19, her family said her, her mentality was somewhere around that of a seventh grader. Cynthia really, really, really wanted to have friends and wanted to fit in and wanted to have a normal life. She lived with her family uh, in a trailer house. Uh, Sounds like there were a lot of people in a small house, but they made it work. She worked for her dad. He was a handyman and she had gotten good at doing things like mixing up cement and measuring windows and doing various things to help him out. And he paid her for her help. She was a very sweet girl with a beautiful soul. She came home every night. She slept in her bed every night. She was very dependent on her family. Well, a girl from high school, Denali Brenner, Bremer, had somewhat befriended her. In fact, befriended her to the point that she believed that Denali was her best friend. And was saying that Denali was her best friend, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what the media is saying. I'm going to say right now that uh, I wonder how true that is. But that's every article says it. So I'll mm-hmm. say it. But I'm also going to say it with some prejudice because I wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously she wasn't. But I also wonder. But still, at any rate, this is Denali. <clears throat> so Denali was 18. And again, they went to the same high school. Uh, High school was really hard for Cynthia. Her family called her Cece, by the way. Really hard for her. But her dad says she really tried hard and fought through it and managed to graduate. And that was a huge accomplishment for her. Yeah. So after she graduated, she was hanging out a little bit with friends. And her dad owed her a little bit of money for a job that she'd done. And he had let her know she could come get her money. And she was super excited to come get it and get to go to the mall and have a little money to spend. But she never showed up to get her money, which was very weird. And then she didn't come home that night, which was absolutely not at all in her character. And so her family called the police and the police didn't take it super seriously at first. And her family was trying to instill in them, she is disabled. 
because in Alaska, they do have a Amber Alert type alert for disabled adults that go missing. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of states do. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really listen to them on that front. They didn't do that. Uh, they did finally, uh, you know, file a missing persons report and list her as missing. But she was missing for two days. And during that time, Denali's dad, or sorry, uh, Cece's dad was getting texts from a friend named Angela. And Angela was saying that they had hung out with her that day and that she wanted to be dropped off at a specific park. So they dropped her off there. I believe it was called Polar Bear Park. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was a different park. Anyway, a park that she wanted to be dropped off at. So they dropped her off at that park and hadn't seen her since. And Sarah was getting, or Angela was getting very worried because she's not hearing from her and she hopes she's okay. And she's wondering what's going on and mm -hmm. she's not really sure what to think. And she, she hopes she's okay. And dad's getting frantic. He's sure. riding around on his motorcycle, searching every spot that he can think of. You know, the police are looking. Everybody's getting really, really scared that something really terrible has happened. And then a family member of Angela, who is actually Denali, hmm. Here's her talking about this girl and saying that she heard that she was duct taped and shot in the head and pushed in the river. Oh, God. So that family member, I believe, this story is a little bit holy. So I, I believe this is what happened. And if I'm wrong, I, I'll correct that when I can learn differently. But uh, she was with a, a, a boy that uh, she was talking about, that she heard that he did this. So the police, this, this person contacts the police, and the police pick up this boy named Caden McIntosh. Caden is a homeless teenager, apparently. Speak up just a little. We're losing you somehow, or maybe your mic is pushed back. They pick up Caden McIntosh, oh, who's 16, and talk to him about it. Uh, this is the fourth. She disappeared on the 2nd of June. And he folds and tells him the whole story. That, uh, mm -hmm. that he and Denali and some other people had been involved too. But it was these two that were involved in the actual uh, carrying out of the plan. That they had taken her to a different place other than where uh, Angela said that she was. And they had pushed her in. They Well, they had bound her with duct tape around her hands and her feet and her mouth. And that uh, Denali had brought the gun, but that he had fired it. Shot her in the back of the head and they pushed her into the river. God. And it didn't take very long for them to find her body. So he gets charged immediately. Sure. They questioned Denali and let her go. Why? Uh, because she's a big damn liar. And they mm -hmm. think that they know the story at this point. They think they know the story. Mm -hmm. But the story doesn't track. And they do more digging and they discover something totally different going on. What they find is that Denali 
has been communicating with this complete and total jackass whose name is Darren Schillmiller. Now, Darren Schillmiller has been talking with Denali over the internet under a fake name. He's been catfishing her for quite some time. Mm. And he has told her that his name is Tyler and that he is a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and that he has a fetish for sexual assault and murder. And tells her that if she will sexually assault and or murder someone and film it and send him the video and all the pictures that he will wire her $9 million. And Denali, being dumb as hell, yeah. actually believes this My and God. is foolish enough and evil enough, I guess, and greedy enough that she falls for this and she gets four other men or boys involved, teenagers, uh, in the plan. And they choose poor Cynthia as their target. Why? I'm sure it's because they knew she would be easy to trick. That's Which is awful. so damn sad. Yeah. So they set up this whole plan. They apparently planned it for about three weeks. And, and then they carry out the plan. So once the police are on to Schillmiller, mm-hmm. and of course Denali is arrested, the other boys are arrested, <coughs> and Schillmiller is arrested. But wait, he'd already been arrested. For what? Federal child porn charges. Oh, God. Turns out Schillmiller is quite the piece of shit. So first I want to read you a statement from his family because I think it's pretty telling and sad all by itself. This is a statement his family released after he was uh, arrested. Darren Schillmiller was born as Darren Thomas. He is a low-functioning individual which was apparent at an early age. His biological family did not want him. He was subsequently adopted into the Schillmiller family in an attempt to provide a better life for a child. We had no knowledge of what was happening, nor did we believe he was mentally or morally capable of carrying out these actions. We are mortified this is attached to our name. Our family is disgusted and hopes justice is served. We want the victim's families to know our thoughts and prayers are with them. As bad as our embarrassment may be, it pales in comparison to the tragedy they had to endure. Like, what? Yeah, they really gave a shit about that kid. Yeah. Not. Well, then we start learning more about Schillmiller. He's a local weirdo. He graduated in 2017 from North Harrison High School in Indiana. And as the news starts talking to some of his uh, former classmates and people that know him, they discover that he's been catfishing people all over the place or trying to. Mm-hmm. And that he's been reaching out to girls he went to high school with who are now young mothers and posting pictures of their little families on social media and asking them to send diaper changing pics. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah, Yeah, he is just really something. 
Uh, he also, uh, in high school, relentlessly was asking for nudes and bikini pics and uh, constantly had fake profiles that he was picking up on girls with. Um, he was, he lives in a town of 600. So people pretty oh much God. knew him. But yeah. they all just thought he was a harmless weirdo. Bro, no. Mm -mm. Diaper pics? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not harmless at all. Not at all. Yeah. So he already has, you know, one woman said that he catfished her and started kind of a fraudulent online courtship and told her, I have a problem I want to tell someone and I don't know how. And she said, well, you can tell me, you know, I can, I'll help you. So he says he wants to reveal his secret, but before that, he needs to have some diaper change photos of her daughters. Oh, so, of good. course, she's totally disgusted and ends her interactions with him. But uh, I wonder what he was about to tell her. I'm guessing. Call the about... cops, lady. Why yeah. didn't you tell anyone? Good question. Yeah. Uh, apparently, somebody in California had actually reported this to the police in 2018 that he had been hassling her for diaper change picks. And the uh, police didn't really do anything with it and closed the case, closed the file to actually investigate it. So that's pretty damn How sad. How often do we hear that? Mm -hmm. There was an opportunity to derail someone before they did something really terrible and authorities didn't take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, how more, how much more obvious is it that this guy is screwed up and is on a fast train to destroying himself and other people with something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, Ugh. exactly. So in his exchanges with uh, Denali, he confesses to her that he has a child porn fetish and rape fantasies. This is the man she believes she's in love with and is about to make her a millionaire. Oh. Denali. Jesus Christ, Denali, are you kidding me? Are you even? Uh, locals said that they just thought he just was slow. That was their answer for him behaving like this. Uh, no, that's not slow behavior. That's pedophile behavior. Yeah. What? Yeah. My God. Definitely. So, obviously, he gets charged with murder they texas is one of those or sorry alaska is one of those states where they charge you with a whole bunch of different things to see what sticks mm -hmm. so they all had like first degree and second degree murder and kidnapping and all of these different charges piled on their plates and they all pled not guilty but last week on wednesday denali bremer changed her plea and pled guilty it is a plea agreement with the uh, prosecutor. They've dropped all other charges except for first-degree murder. All of these other folks that have been charged are still pleading not guilty. Um, so they've flipped Denali. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine uh, they'll probably all need to plea here soon because not only do they have all of this electronic evidence that is just damning as hell, it's also proof of the crimes that she snapchatted to him as well of course as just all of their other uh you know communications i mean everyone's going down but she was just the first one to grab a deal so sentencing for her is going to be i believe in august it will be a minimum of 30 years a maximum of 99 years and it's a judge sentencing so okay. we'll definitely 
definitely watch for that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just such a sad case. It makes me so sad, you know, that poor Cynthia just wanted to have friends. Yeah. And that these evil people glommed onto that and used her innocence as a reason to uh, target her, to murder her. Um, I will say that investigators have said there is absolutely no evidence that she was sexually assaulted. Thank which, God. If there's any blessing in this, it's that one. Right. But her poor family are still just trying to move on and put their lives back together. Her poor dad, the interviews with him are just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. He said that he figured in her last moments she was probably crying out for her dad. Probably. And it's just, it sucks. But I feel like these are those stories that need to be told because this kind of catfishing and online behavior is becoming way too common. Well, these and it's happening happen. with teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say that Shil Miller couldn't have been that slow. Right. These skills to do these things with technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And clearly had plenty of time on his hands and enough tech to be able to do all of these things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not buying that either at all. He wasn't slow. He was creepy. There's a big difference. Yeah, there is. He was creepy. And uh, it's evidenced by this behavior. So we'll keep an eye on it. I'm really curious to see what happens with the rest of them. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. Shill Miller uh, is facing similar charges and then of course uh you know the younger man that actually pulled the trigger he also is uh in a lot of trouble and yeah. probably will also still end up with first degree murder uh convictions i would imagine because he actually pulled the trigger good so he should he should, he should. if you are capable of doing that i don't care who tricked you if you're capable of doing that you don't belong in society no, you know all righty. Well, that is that. So, Christy, I am going to turn the mic back over to you for our last segment, which is some true crime news. Yes. All right. The People's Court is in session. Oh. Or it is. It is The Hague. Yes. In the Netherlands. So... Mm -hmm is the people's court it is a court that usually um investigates and rules without any actual power around human rights violations around the world yes i feel like there's a, an accountability gap when there are not ways to have some kind of an international tribunal that has jurisdiction over particularly leaders of countries mm-hmm and they are in session because they have put Russian President Vladimir Putin on trial. Yep. A of aggression over his invasion of Ukraine. This is symbolic, obviously, mm -hmm. because they have no legal powers, but they do bring people's attention to horrific things that are happening around the world that should have consequences that don't mm -hmm. have consequences. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is a crime that belongs in the annals of infamy. It is a crime that demands accountability, said Drew White, a Canadian lawyer acting as one of the court's prosecutors. Uh, this is 
what they, the International Criminal Court, which is actually an international court, has opened an investigation into crimes committed by Ukraine, um, but it doesn't actually have jurisdiction to prosecute Russian leaders. So mm-hmm. again, you know, I think just when The Hague comes out with a, a trial, it is because they want to make a point that there is no way to consequence Putin and there should be. Yep. So, of course, there's a lot of international uh, pressure to find a way to prosecute for his crimes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the problem is everybody's just trying to help Ukraine because at that, this point, that's really all we can do. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any power over Putin, which I think we all wish we did. Oh, uh, Yeah. So um, the link for this article will be in our show notes. Watch it, and then you can go in. I believe you can actually watch the trial as it plays out. It started today. And I, it's very interesting because at least what they can do is lay out on the table um, what the crimes are mm-hmm. and, and how they can prove that they have, in fact, been committed. Mm-hmm. And then they will deliver a verdict on Friday, mm-hmm. which is actually the anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's already been a year, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Putin was actually invited to participate, but of course got no response. <laughs> but I think that it, even, even symbolically, it, it matters to bring to the world's attention human rights violations and yeah. and um, war crimes. And honestly, we need more of that. There are plenty of them going on right now that have not been brought to the world's attention. Yeah. But at least we see this one starting to get there. Maybe we'll see others as well. But at least to mm-hmm. see what the evidence is against him. And, you know, because there's a lot of misinformation, particularly through Russia, lots of propaganda mm-hmm. about how... Um, there are Nazis in Ukraine and that's what they're doing is wiping out the Nazis. And that is mm-hmm. absolute utter bullshit. So yep. anyway, all the, the uh, link is in the show notes here. Check it out. Uh, it's pretty interesting. If you've never watched a Hague trial before that it's very interesting to see how they handle these things. And it, it, it it's important. We need to mark these things. Yeah. It's for history yeah. and humanity. So good. Yeah. All righty. Well, that is it. That is Monday. So we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Uh, We won't have an episode on Wednesday because Thursday is court time yet again. And I will be going to court uh, in Fremont County. I won't. Unfortunately, I can't go this time. But But I will be there. Uh, We're going to sit through court yet again. And we will live uh, book it into our Facebook group and... See what's going on over there with the Daybell Vallow uh, belligerent herd circus. So we'll mm-hmm. let you know. Yeah. All righty, guys. Well, do something good for yourselves today. You know you deserve it. Thanks for being here. Like, share, follow, do the things. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.